Welcome back to this week's episode of our Single in Law podcast, where we are giving you the real and raw reality of the legal profession, what we actually go through, because the world thinks that we are immune from depression, being cheated on, um, the pressures of work, family issues. It, they think we are made of steel and we are not. We are human just like everyone else. We just haven't created that safe space for us to have these uncomfortable dialogues about what we actually go through. Now, I'm going to tell you, I got some good feedback from the first episode. So on this episode, I wanted to dig a little deeper um, and get a little more personal about an experience that I have and why I titled this week's episode, Give Him Grace. And it's not to show that we have to be weak for a man, but sometimes and oftentimes in life, giving a person grace means protecting your peace. And I didn't learn that until it was after I gave this person grace. Now, it's going to be a little, um, some of y'all are going to be triggered and some of y'all are going to feel like, why and how did you make it through that? Like, I could never, I thought the same thing. That's why I stopped saying never say never about life because life would have a way with humbling you about that never that you said. So the conversation about give him grace stems from an issue that I discovered after graduating from law school and preparing for the bar exam. Now, let me tell you, I tell, just like before I went to law school, we all give our family and our friends, our intimate partner, boyfriend, fiance, husband, whoever, our girlfriend, fiance, you know, wife, we give them disclaimers like, hey, during this period, I just need support. I don't need stress. If if the person ain't dead, if you ain't um, on the streets, if you are not, if it's not life threatening or a real emergency, then go talk to somebody else because I need all of my mental capacity to deal with preparing my brain to be an athlete for everything that I'm learning about the legal profession so that I can prepare and pass the bar exam and become a licensed attorney. I had that conversation with everyone and only one person was uncomfortable with the conversation and that was an ex. Now, fast forward to after graduation. Now, I had already disinvited my ex to graduation because this person was not supportive. Now, what I can tell you that somebody else showed up, somebody else that I had been dating throughout law school when my toxic relationship would interfere and we would have to, I would take breaks and my breaks would be dating this other person who I'm still, we are still cool. We, we actually were in a relationship, um, after I, ended things. And then, you know, we would break up and then I would spend the block. It was just a whole mess. It was a whole mess. So I disinvited my ex to graduation. But what I didn't know is that I was about to get the rock and the shock of my, my life 
because I had this same conversation. Let me tell you something about the bar exam. The bar exam is going to pull, tug, and take everything from you for those 10 weeks. When I tell you the bar exam will make you its bitch, I became a bitch of the bar exam. And I was proud to be that bitch because I'm like, as long as I get to the end, I'm okay with being your bitch right now because I need, I need you more than I need to be all, uh, I ain't no bitch. No, that bar exam is a bitch. Like the beast of the beast, the belly of the beast, like it ain't no joke. So when you see lawyers and you see that we passed the bar, understand those 10 weeks that we went through the stress, the tears, the, all of that, just know, give us our flowers because it's not for the week. Now, going back to the days after graduation. Now, the one thing that you have to pay attention to when you're preparing for the bar exam is that you have to be able to manage your time. And the one thing that I was like, you know what, well, I'm not going to be able to do my hair because I, I wash my hair either once or twice a week. So I got braids. And guess what? I had to go to this popular braiding salon that's in Houston. It. I'm not going to say the name, but it's where a lot of people, celebrities, you name it, go. Well, when I went into the, the, I, Went into this salon. Um, I had knew this this individual. They had never done my hair, but we had been in circles together due to my ex. Let me tell you also, dating someone within the entertainment um, profession, athletes, listen, it's not for the, the weak. Shit is real. Shit is like unnerving, like the amount of shit that women go through when you're dating someone that is that is of celebrity status, you have to have some thick ass skin because listen, it's not for the fucking week. And I encourage anyone like keep your, if you can keep it private, keep it private because these bitches ain't out here protecting you, they protecting their interests and what they can get from this person. So when they find out who you are, they're going to come and find you. And that's exactly what happened. So it was a random day and I don't think it was a setup, but there was conversations about my ex that happened during the time where I was inside of the hair salon. And I learned about some possible infidelity. Now with me, I'm going to tell you like this, the streets are loyal to me. And I tell any man that I date, trust and believe. I don't go looking. I ain't never looked in a phone. I ain't never looked in a closet. I ain't never looked in a car. I ain't never looked on social media. I'm not checking comments. I'm not checking hearts. I'm not doing any of that. Because trust and believe, every time any man that I've dated has had situations while we were dealing to dealing with each other or in a relationship, it has, I have found out through the streets, the streets love me. And I listen, so you need to tell me before the streets tell me, because when the streets tell me it's a different result from you telling me. So there was some talks about some infidelity 
And when I tell you, it was like the wind had got knocked out of my fucking stomach. I'm sitting there holding my composure, fuming on the inside. I'm, I can't text my ex at the moment because the person, people are over my shoulder doing my hair. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep it cute and mute right now. I don't know the level of strength that I withheld because when shit like that happened, and this is not the first time. So when you give a person a chance and they, they continue to perpetuate that habitual behavior of infidelity, baby, listen, don't, don't stay. But I did because I was so weak and I didn't understand my value to where I stayed in a situation because I loved that person more than I loved myself at the time. I didn't realize that to after though. So don't beat yourself up about going through these cycles with men when you are learning who you are as a woman. Like it's an experience for the next relationship to know your value system and your non-negotiables. So after I got all the information I need, yes, I was in there asking questions, pretend doing all of that. And... I get in a car and the first person that I call, and this is, and my ex, if if they were real enough, they'll tell you when I called, when I get silent and when I stare, just know it's up from there. It's up and it's stuck and you might as well just jump to your death of a relationship with me because listen, so... I asked him, I was like, hey, I started off real subtle because, you know, as a lawyer, you got to, you got to will and be in it to get the information. You don't want to go in hot because you ain't going to get the details that you are trying to get. And I wasn't trying to get as much because I didn't want to know how my ex was sticking his dick in another woman. I didn't want to know that. I just wanted to know if you had cheated. I ain't even care about how many times one is enough for me. So I contacted this person, my ex, and we're having a conversation. Um, like he's still kind of upset that I disinvited him from graduation, which I didn't give a fuck. Like it was a reason. So I go into asking him, I went in hot after that straight hot because I'm like, you mad about not going to graduation, but you was probably fucking this bitch the entire time. So I asked him about this person's name. And just like every other man in this world, when they get caught cheating, he denied it. And that's why I asked questions in the hair salon, because I wanted to make sure I had everything to hang him with on the rope that he bought for himself. So after he said no, then I hit him with some receipts, some dates, um, see some events, some photo receipts. And it was no longer, no more denying it. Now imagine me graduating from law school and I'm thinking that me and this person is about to build uh, a life together and we are going to be 
Bunny and Clyde, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce, all of that. Like everything a woman feels that they're going to be with a man. Listen, I ain't, let me tell you something. I ain't think it was going to be Michelle and Obama because no, mm-mm. <laughs> I ain't that crazy. But I had loved this person so deep that the forgiveness was not enough. The previous forgiveness was not enough. So I am just graduating from law school, supposed to be the happiest time of my life. Then I'm heading into preparing for the most exhausting period of my life when preparing for the bar exam. And I needed all of the energy that I had to give to that, not to focus on my man cheating on me again, but to focus on a goal of mine to become a licensed attorney. Because when you come from where I come from, growing up in a project, being told that you only have a 10% chance of making it. And my mama working multiple jobs for her to be able to put us in a position to win. That's what I was up against. So to be up against this obstacle of my then ex having a weak dick, that to me was the ultimate additional betrayal. So after I kind of gathered myself and I felt like I was in waiting to exhale Angela Bassett when she was in that closet she was quiet she was mute but what she did was used her pain to ignite it on things that this person would love and she went and burnt that bitch down (laughs) not the house but the car that's what I was feeling on the inside but I had to at that moment Think of that 10%. What was my goal? What was I accomplishing? Because I couldn't accomplish it with this man. So am I going to let his his weak dick syndrome go out and continue to hinder my growth? No. At that moment, I had to give him grace. Because I needed my peace. I needed my peace of mind in order for me to prepare for the most exhausting period of my life. Something that I had worked hard for. Something that I slaved over. Something that I cried over. Something that I put in many nights. Many, I, I, I was so concerned about my law school journey that I'd be damned if I was going to let him hinder that or fuck it up. So what I did after giving him grace was I did what a lot of women do when they find out about infidelity. They suppress their feelings. They suppress how they truly feel because if they let it out, it could be detrimental to their being. But it also comes with, for me, daddy issues. Because my dad was not present to show me that worth, or to build up that that value system in me. I subjected myself to a lot of things when it came to relationships that I would not have had if I had an active, present, and available father to put those things in me, to instill those values, give me those resources, put me on game when it came to the reality of dating and the reality of men. So 
for that, I knew I was going to have, I was going to be behind the ball in my learning during the dating phase. So when I tell you that was the hardest oppression that I've ever had to do in my life was hold that back. Because literally a couple of days later, I had to start preparing for the bar. So I'm literally falling apart, y'all, like emotional, um, an emotional wreck. But I had to stand in the midst of adversity, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the hurt. And put that shit to the side because I needed all my mental focus to go to studying for this bar exam. So... Understand that every day my emotions were different. Every day I felt more at peace because I of the suppression. But let me tell you something. Just because you suppress it momentarily, you're going to have to re allow that to re-enter so that you can actually heal. And what adds insult to injury is that through that infidelity, there was a human that came about. A double motherfucking whammy. (laughs) What else could go wrong? Like, but I didn't know that until after the bar because I had suppressed that side in order for me to peacefully, peacefully enter into a stage where I needed to focus on me for the first time in my life. I shut everybody out to focus solely on me and what I needed. I recently, as of last year, I only shared this incident with two people, my sister who passed away and my best friend, Jess. They were the only two people I trusted with this information because I had to learn when you're dealing with people who are in the spotlight or, and let me just say this, every exit I have has been an upgrade from the previous <laughs> and they have all been in some way, shape, form or fashion in the entertainment business, major entrepreneurs, multimillionaire entrepreneurs, or athletes. I stay the fuck away from athletes because they are intellectually deficient and I cannot. There's nothing stimulating by dating an athlete. And that's just that go, you know, fight your mama about it. Don't fight me because listen, your mama ain't dating you. We, we have to date you, but they have always been an upgrade. But what I had to learn is that you have to reduce who you tell your business to. Because, and you have to, you have to have people on your team that will protect your best interest. Even in the midst of them seeing your hurt and your pain and wanting to go fuck that man up for you or fuck that girl up who is invading in a territory that you know is being compromised. So, listen, I only shared it with two people because one, it was a safe space. 
when you have friends that you have that safe space to be yourself, it's like the best thing in the world. And I can truly say that I've been blessed to have friends that I can be safe and be myself with. My friends in law school that I still have today is an amazing support system. So let me tell you, when I started telling them about it, I started opening up about it last year. Everybody was shocked. Everybody was trying to figure out how the fuck did you make it through that? Like, how how did you get through that? And I tell them, shit, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just got through it. So, but I told them, even going through therapy, I had to realize that my peace was more important. So giving him grace momentarily was necessary. You don't always have to fuck them up, y'all. You ain't always got to read them for filth. You ain't always got to drag them for your presence and your position on the bullshit that they're doing to be felt. My silence hurt more than the words that I could have given or I could have said. My silence hurt more. Me leaving hurt more. Protecting me was a blessing for myself that I go back to and I dial back into to reevaluate my value system when I'm going into dating new men now. And I know it's a lot of listeners probably like, well, damn girl, like how the hell you got? Listen, sis, I ain't, that ain't my ministry. I'm not doing that. Uh, it's nook if you buck when I see him. It's on site when I see her. Yeah. You can do that. But you are disrupting your peace. You're disrupting your safe zone. You're disrupting your aura. You're allowing someone else to take that power over you. And at that moment, that's when I learned how powerful I was when I was able to protect my peace. When you start practicing not responding to people, you're going to get different results. And that's what I was up against all the time. That's something that I learned. That's something that my sister, my oldest sister instilled in me. When you stop responding, you're going to get exactly what you're looking for from that person. So listen, I know y'all were probably thinking this is, this episode was going to go a little different and it was a, it was deep and it was, you're trying to figure out, girl, the strength of a woman is amazing. Not only is the strength of a woman during birth, but the strength of a woman through life is amazing. We are the most powerful individuals on this planet. And don't you ever forget it. You don't have to allow a man to disrespect you. You don't have to allow a man to hurt you. You can take that power back by simply giving them grace. And I also, one other thing, I also had to learn about the person that I was with. 
What was causing this person to be a serial cheater? What was causing this person to have weak dick syndrome? It wasn't my responsibility to, to figure it out for them, but I'd like to get to know exactly what's the root of the issue. Because everybody's life and upbringing is different. One thing that I found out in, in, in a lot of African-American men that they have been molested. There is a lot of African-American men that have been molested by women from the 80s and the 90s. These grown-ass, disgusting-ass, pedophile-ass women that don't get the coverage that is needed are out here molesting these little boys. And also men molesting these boys that are causing their frontal lobes to be compromised and making them vulnerable to having weak dick syndrome sometimes. It doesn't make an excuse because when you become an adult, you are in control of the the decisions that you make. That's why getting therapy is so important. And I wish our black men would do that more to heal from the trauma that they've been subjected to because what you're doing is repeating history, not in a in the way of sex assault, but in a way of hurting a woman that is an innocent bystander to what a pedophile did to you. Now, let me, <laughs> that's a whole different episode that I'm definitely going to dive more into. But I so appreciate everyone who is dialed in, is going to continue to be dialed in to more episodes and more dialogue of the real and raw reality of what we face as lawyers. When you look at my exterior, yes, I'm beautiful. Yes, I have a nice physique. Yes, I'm what the world has coined slim thick. Yes, on the outside, it looked like I have it all together. But guess what? I wasn't immune to being cheated on. I wasn't. Being beautiful don't mean you're not going to get cheated on. Being successful does not mean you're not going to get cheated on. But that doesn't mean that you can't take your power back. And that's what I did. And I hope this resonated with someone who has experienced infidelity, especially when you are a boss ass bitch. Listen, (laughs) I hope this helps somebody in. If there are topics that y'all want me to talk about and questions y'all have, feel free to ask and trust and believe your girl is going to cook it up and put it out for you. So I enjoyed this episode and I cannot wait to release the next one. The next one is even is going to be spicy. Um, But yeah, tune in for the next episode of Single and Law. Thank you for tuning in to episode two of Give Him Grace.